Welcome to the next generation of energy with Rosewater Energy Group. Traditionally, power availability has been the overriding objective for home automation. But 21st century advances have shifted this paradigm. It's no longer a question of power availability. The real question is, how good is your power? Our podcast explores the shifting paradigm to educate our listeners on the importance of power quality, the foundation upon which premium home automation is built. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Next Generation of Energy presented by Rosewater Energy Group. I'm Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the program today on the show. We're taking a look ahead to 2023. We're going to talk about some big themes, some of the buzz around the industry, uh, potentially tease some new products. We'll see about that. And also talk about a big initiative, something called Rosewater Energy that we're going to we're going to explain in a little bit more depth here on the podcast today. So let me welcome Joe Pigarelli, the managing director of Rosewater Energy to the podcast. Joe, welcome. Well, thank you, Tyler. And can you believe we're through almost an entire year? I Yesterday was January, and here we are, <laughs> and Thanksgiving is tomorrow, it seems. So, like, it's incredible. And it, it has been, you know, 20, 2022 has been a, a, a very, very interesting year, which I think is teeing up what will be an exciting 2023. Um, so I'm looking forward to this discussion. And... You know, I, I think the, the way to start out is just a little bit of a recap of what went on in 2022, at least from our impression, what we see in the marketplace. Uh, you know, as you know, and, a, and our audience knows, we've been doing this for 10 years and we've had the product out there for six years. And, you know, when we first started this, power conditioning and power reliability was confusing, sort of an amorphous subject out there. People didn't know the difference between battery backup and power quality and always confused the two. And what I found extremely interesting, particularly in the latter half of 22, is all of a sudden power quality is moving towards center stage. And it, it's, you know, we had, we did a show in September, uh, the CD show actually, um, it was in Dallas, and I was shocked at how many people specifically came to that show to talk to us about power quality. It was not, oh, are you doing battery backup? What do you do? It's about power quality. And, and we were, the show was open from nine to five for three days, and we were packed all three days. And it was fascinating from our perspective, our dealer perspective out there, that they are finally getting a handle on, okay, I have to ask questions. I have to know about this topic. Now, all of a sudden, it's not us going out and uh, trying to convince people that this is a real business and a real topic. It's, okay, I've been hearing you guys for a while. I've been listening to this. Now I know I have to know. And that's, that's terrific. That's really, really terrific. You know, the, the other thing that I found interesting is our, many of the other manufacturers who produce products for homes, you know, we've talked about lighting control and automation and all of those kinds of products that are affected by power quality have now been approaching us to say, okay, how do we, when we are presenting our products, how can we help you incorporate your product in our installation because it actually improves the performance. So that 
has been incredibly gratifying, incredibly gratifying for us. I, I'd like to say we're, we're approaching prime time, but you know, I'm going to say with, you know, we're making, we're now on a major network. So that's hopefully we'll get a better time slot as time goes on, but it's been, it's really something. And, and I think that, you know, all of the discussions we have had, you and I have had every month on what we have been doing around the country has really made a difference. And people, you know, we, we see it. And now because we have, it used to be our markets were really, our major markets were concentrated in Florida and California because power qualities in those two states have been front page news forever. Um, but as our market has expanded and we've, you know, now we have a reasonable footprint in Colorado and some, you know, in places like West Virginia and Tennessee, and we see the performance, we, we know, we see our dealers are saying, wait, wait, you know, we used to think power quality was great where we live. Well, it's not, you know, and, and they begin to realize it. So I think it's, uh, it, it is very, very important that that move was made. So it, it, it's great. And uh, that to me was a major, major milestone in 2022. Uh, you know, I think part of it was we finally came out of COVID as well, where people all of a sudden, wait, I can stick my head up and look around. I don't have a mask on anymore. Maybe I can take in some other data, but it, it really has been a gratifying piece. So I thought that was great. And, and that, you know, when we start to look at it, what does that mean for the market for us? And it really does mean a, a, an expansion for 2023. We are very optimistic, despite the media's economic gloom and doom for 2023. Um, we are quite optimistic about Rosewater for 2023. We think uh, even if the economy contracts, our market will expand because it is now becoming much more of a focal point in a home. It is becoming, wow, in order for me to enjoy the benefits of everything else I've put in my home, I've got to guarantee the power is good. So we see that that our we're projecting significant growth despite economic the possible economic downturn. So that has been terrific. Again, it, it really allows us, because we are becoming uh, people are becoming more aware of power quality. It really allows us to expand in the face of economic headwinds. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, you, you mentioned a lot of things there. You know, uh, a more well-informed public. You know, more interest from the public. Uh, people maybe being able to focus on things outside of of COVID-19 for the first time in a couple of years. You know, uh, maybe just even growing understanding uh, of what it means. Um, to have better uh, better power quality, to have uh, more energy reliability, things along those lines. Do you think it's a combination of all of those factors that has really put you more center stage, more prime time? Um, is, is, is it really a coming together of all of those things? Or do you think that there's one factor that maybe stands out above some of the others that, that has really kind of led to this shift? That's, that's such a that's such a good question because I have been I've been looking for the silver bullet. Is there one thing, and and I can't find it. I really believe that as you described it, it is a confluence of all of those, you know, little micro trends that are going on and people making this. Oh wow, I noticed that, and you know, people have been talking about battery backup and renewable integration for a long, long time, and 
the people who have invested in battery backup realize that it, oh, wait, that doesn't help my power condition. That doesn't help my power quality. So there is that little trend in there that says, well, it's not complete. And I think based, you know, to your point, we see all of those little trends and people are going, wait, in order to have a complete solution to this problem, we need to add power quality because people didn't understand the scope of the, the scope of the necessary solution. Battery backup does not create power quality. A generator does not improve power quality. You know, utilities clearly not improving power quality, but that's a different issue. Um, but I, I think that that kind of realization and people re sitting down and having time to think, you know, and that's been great. And there's no, I'd love to say, wow, it's our stellar marketing or, you know, it's these podcasts. It's, it's all the podcasts. It's, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it, it really is this, it sort of reached a critical mass. Yeah. Where all of yeah. these little things got together and they're going, wait a minute, we need to go talk to power quality people. And, and fortunately, a lot of them want to talk to Rosewater. So that's really good. <laughs> really that's good. Absolutely right. Absolutely. You know, Joe, earlier this year, I'm thinking back to some previous podcast episodes, we talked a little bit about supply chain and supply chain has become a gigantic topic in uh, over the last couple of years, really. Um, but we talked a little bit about lead times extending and, and um, how that was impacting business. As you look ahead to 2023, how are those supply chain challenges looking now as you project forward? And are those lead times starting to come down a little bit? God, I hate to talk about this subject only because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it looks like, I mean, we see some easing, you know, and, and I think we're going to see some easing not only in availability, but I think we're going to see some price pressure easing. And because both of those have been significant problems for us to deal with. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. only do I have to raise the price of the product, I still can't get the product. So, you know, I, it really, it was a terrible, those past two years have been, and every manufacturer across every sector, it's like. It's double whammy. Yeah. yeah. Not only do I have to raise my price, oh, by the way, you have to order two years in advance. <laughs> and that's just, you know, and I'm not sure what price I could deliver it at in two years. So I think that is starting to stabilize, um, you know, as the, there is a slowdown in the economy that will help the price stabilization. Um, it's not the reason I would like to see prices stabilize. I would prefer a healthy economy. And I think people are starting to build their supply chains back. All of a sudden, we look at cars, which is a gigantic industry, and you know, all of a sudden, microchips are available. Cars are available. Used car prices, which I think are the leading indicator for cars, are starting to drop. And that means there is more new car availability. Otherwise, those prices would stay up. So I, I think those are all positive signs for supply chain through 2023. It is not going to be, the floodgates aren't going to open, but we'll see some, you know, a little bit, a little bit more relief each quarter. We're starting to see it in terms of as we place our orders and we place our orders, you know, every year out with an adjustment to the, uh, to the following year, it's a trailing. Uh, every time a quarter drops off, we add a quarter, so we're always a year out. 
And it's a, so it's a rolling forecast. And we're starting to see people go, oh, you know, we can meet that number, which is great. Because in the past, they're going, well, we don't really, whatever your forecast is, this is what we can produce. And so you got to live with it, uh, which is which is pretty terrific. We still see some spot shortages, uh, but I think they're starting to loosen up. So that that's a big deal. Uh, and I think that for every manufacturer, it's a huge, huge deal. But we'll see it. And that's great. That's a really great trend. You know, we um, a big part of the podcast and something that you and I have talked quite a bit about has been just educating anybody, right? Uh, industry professionals, uh, dealers, educating the public, educating anybody that will listen on, on the benefits and the importance of power quality. And now heading into 2023, you're looking at launching something called Rosewater University. Tell us a little bit about this and, and the purpose behind it. And uh, again, coming back to that theme of education, why it's such an important thing. Uh, it's it's a great lead in for me because Rosewater University is one of our uh, most significant 2023 initiatives. And and what we have found over the years is, you know, we talked about it earlier. There's always this confusion of what power quality is versus battery backup versus generators. And it is amazing to us how much the misinformation of the past has created all of this confusion and a general, for lack of better phraseology, people get, get tired of not knowing. So they shut, just shut down. They're just, you know, they, 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 they start to say, Oh no, this is too complicated because there's, you know, everything I thought I knew, I don't know anymore. So this is way too complicated. I don't know what you're talking about. And it is, we have found that, you know, it is through very targeted education that our dealers become successful. So what we are launching is a, what will be a two-day program where we are going to take very specific topics and really simplify them and really create the clarity necessary so that our dealers and our consumers can understand what they're getting. Because, you know, if you're trying to buy a product and you're not clear as an end user what that product is doing, you don't buy it. Because what, what's my benefit here? I don't understand this product and you're not making it any clearer. So we're going to take a, a fairly comprehensive approach at Rosewater U. And I'm, I'm really excited about it because we're going to talk about it in segments that deal with the category far more than it deals with Rosewater. So we are going to start, you know, from a technical point of view, we are going to start with, okay, let's talk about power and let's talk about the limitations of power from a utility, the limitations of power from a renewable and what those limitations, uh, man how those limitations manifest themselves in your day-to-day -day life and very clearly point that out and then talk about how you can take those drawbacks and shortcomings and prevent them from affecting your everyday life. And we'll do it in very, very simple terms, and that will be one piece of it. We will then talk about market segmentation and how this product segments amongst, you know, the types of homes, the types, types of consumers, and how slowly it will build and, and come out of its current market segment into bigger ones. Um, from there, we will then talk about not just our solution, but 
all of the competitive solutions on the marketplace, because from our point of view, you should know, you as a dealer or you as, your, as an end user, should know every product available to you, its strengths and weaknesses. And we're going to try to, try to make this, certainly in the first few bits of it, few segments, really agnostic in terms of product. I am also adding, uh, somewhat controversially it seems, but I am going to add a segment that talks about selling. And how do you present this product or this category? And first, it will be very much generic selling. Just what does it mean to present a product to a client? And how do you go about doing it? And I, I think that selling skills have diminished as the, the amount, particularly during the COVID years, when the interpersonal dynamics face-to-face -face was eliminated virtually for two years. So that skill set has really been hurt. And when you are presenting a new category that is not inexpensive, you know, it, you need your skill set. And we're, we're going to have a segment of this that talks about selling skills. And that segment, our dealers can apply. Anybody who takes this course can apply that to every product category, not just ours. And that's, that's a, I used to teach selling. So I, this is really good for me. I, it was one of my, during my uh, periods of retirement, which never lasted more than six months. It was <laughs> one of those, a, a skill I had written them years ago when I had a retail company, I'd written my, some selling skill courses, and then I taught them for a while. And it's something I really enjoy doing. And I find that the people who take advantage of this knowledge are able to become successful at virtually every product because what people don't understand or don't think about is virtually everything you do is creating a sale. Everything mm -hmm. you're, you are selling yourself. Um, doctors are selling a diagnosis. Um, you know, everybody is, and it's part of how you build credibility. People think of selling as your typical, uh, like in the Tin Man, your typical aluminum siding selling, but I'm not sure any of our audience is old enough to remember those guys. Um, or a used car salesman, you know, with this, this, just this terrible, terrible view of, sale, of selling. But right. selling skills are really a good thing really a good thing because it is creating that transaction, being able to, to present yourself as credible. And what does that mean? And how do you do that? What knowledge do you need? What skill set do you need to become credible? And, and people don't understand, or many people don't understand that your credibility is judged as much by the questions you ask as the information you give. Because hmm. The prime example is we judge a doctor by his diagnostic skills. How the questions the doctor asks is how you determine whether this guy's got or this this guy or girl's got your best interests in mind. Right. And then you know then the diagnosis, the presentation. Well, no, I trust this guy already or this girl already, so mm -hmm. I'm going to buy into the diagnosis. So I'm, I'm excited about that piece. And then of course. The last little bit will be self-serving and we'll talk about rose water and why we <laughs> believe we are simply the best. So I, I am very excited about doing that. And I think it will be extremely useful to 
uh, our dealer base and their skill set as we imp- as they improve their skill set, it will become extremely user uh, extremely beneficial to the end user because they will have a great deal of clarity on the subject. So it's going to be really cool. Well, you you sold me on it, so uh, so I think that uh, your your selling skills are still top notch, and uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that that sounds phenomenal. What what do you want people to know as far as uh, do people need to start looking out for registration for this? Should people just keep an eye out for more information throughout the month of December? Um, what, what what do you what what do people need to know about uh, how to how to uh, interact with Rosewater U? What we're going to do is we're going to roll it out by territory. In fact. We- we're starting in Texas in January. Um, there will be, through our representation in Texas, there will be invitations coming out. And and what we'll do is we are trying, we will limit the class size in the beginning, uh, and actually probably forever, from eight to between eight and 10 people. Because if it gets bigger than that, you really can't, it's too big to teach because you can't role play, you can't get questions asked. And I don't want this to be a lecture. This has got to be an interactive process. Because if it if it becomes a lecture, you're just pushing things into people's brains and then they forget it. So we're we're excited to have this in small classrooms, and we will be promoting it heavily, giving people lots and lots of lead time uh, to register. So it's going to be uh, it, that's how we're going to go about doing it. And look for the first one again. Texas will get the first one around mid January is when we're. We're lucky here in the Lone Star State. Uh, absolutely. Well, I, I I don't want to push you too much to uh, to reveal too much about what is coming down the pipeline, but I know uh, that you have some new products in the works. So, uh, you know, give us some hints. Give us a little teaser on what you've been working on and, uh, and maybe some of the purpose behind it. Okay. I'm going to – I will be purposely vague, but I, <laughs> I, I will talk to you about our initiatives and what we think, uh, what we think will happen in 23. Uh, one of the issues you have with a product like ours is it does not do well outdoors. It can't be rained on, you know, doesn't like snow. Um, so we are working on developing a cabinet that will be air conditioned and will also be resistant to water and weather, which will allow our units to be placed outside a house. Wow. Yeah, that's it sounds so easy when I say it that way. <laughs> it's <laughs> just not. But um, we think that will open up our market, particularly for retrofit. We're excited about that. We're, we're going through the process now of, uh, you know, okay, what does this cabinet look like? What are the draws? You know, we have to design ventilation systems. And, of course, for northern applications, we have to have, in some cases, some heating systems because it gets cold. Um, but we're excited about that because we think that's a huge market expansion. Um, we are developing a product that will be, I think, perfect for condominium living. One of the issues when you have, when you're living vertically, condominiums are space challenged and, you know, every square inch of floor space is precious and we think we have a design now that our engineering team is working on that will allow us to have a unit with significant capacity that will work in multi-unit 
buildings. So in, in high-rise condominiums, uh, that could be a very, very large market for us. As as you know, living in a growth state, state like Texas, and, and certainly along the coast of any state, people are going vertical. And, you know, that's... and based on the price I've seen in condominiums lately, I'm going, people are going vertical and spending a boatload of money going vertically. Uh, so it is, you know, it's part of upscale living these days. And I think that that's going to be a significant product. That is not an easy pull in terms of design, but I am hoping that sometime late in 23, we will introduce that kind of product. We're excited about that. Um, and we have, and although we, we haven't made it public yet, we have some very large scale products uh, in, in the three phase arena. So it's all, it's all exciting stuff. And it all is about, okay, how do we take what we have and have solutions that apply to much different living situations than just a single family home? So we are excited. You know, I'd, I'd love to say one of my goals at one point was to, build something in the marine industry, but I can't do that in 23. That's, you know, that's, that's way too much. I don't have enough engineering bandwidth for that one, but there is, there is a market globally for power quality on very large boats. You know, and, and uh, living in Fort Lauderdale, we just had the international boat show here, which is a significant event where, you know, there, there are boats that a hundred foot boat is just boring. You know, now it's 200, it's 250, it's 300. Oh, no, I have a 100-meter boat. Okay. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be absconded to be used as a battleship. But, you know, <laughs> but that, that's what's going on. And, that, you know, ultimately that may be a good market for us. I'm not sure. But those are the kinds of products we're working on in 23. And we're really excited. And what's what's great about it is, a lot of these product ideas came from conversations with our dealers and, mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of Rosewater is listening and that's, uh, we're going to, to respond to as many of those ideas as we can, you know, based on engineering bandwidth. So, yeah, again, we're looking forward to a really great 23. It's, it's just been really terrific. Um, uh, we're going to expand our employee base. It's, it's been really good. So Man, it's all that, about you, Tyler. This is all about your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where would we be without the podcast? I, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to dislocate my shoulder, patting myself on the back. But it's really exciting getting a chance to to hear more just about the the growth and the exciting uh, things happening at Rosewater, Joe. As we wrap up this episode of the show, what do you want to say in closing? What do you want people to walk away with um, and, and carry forward? Um, ahead as we, we begin to look ahead to, to 2023. We'll have another episode before the end of the year, another episode or two, but, uh, but what do you want people to, to, to walk away with from this? Well, I, I think if, if I were to make a closing statement, I, I think as you, what I want people to walk away from now is, you know, you're starting to hear about power quality. You're starting to hear about it. This is something that is going to be incredibly important as time goes on. And it, it is, you know, people like to think about these solutions, they're for the well-heeled, but these solutions within a decade, maybe sooner, will be as common in a house as a dishwasher. That's how important power quality is going to become to modern lifestyle. And that's what I want. I want people to understand that 
Yes, it may not be something you are considering today, but my forecast says this will be as common as a dishwasher because you will need it to support the infrastructure of your house. Not just entertainment, but the entire infrastructure of your house. So if I could leave them with anything, that's it. Very, very well put. And I think a great note for us to wrap up on. Joe Piccarelli, Managing Director at Rosewater Energy Group. Joe, thank you once again for joining me here on the podcast and uh, exciting, exciting stuff that we talked about here today. Well, thank you, Tyler. It's always a pleasure. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning into this episode of The Next Generation of Energy presented by Rosewater Energy. We appreciate it very much. Of course, we mentioned and we referenced the previous episodes of the podcast. You can find all of those on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can go find The Next Generation of Energy there, uh, the podcast. And, and go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. We've covered a lot of really great topics on the show, like uh, like we referenced a couple different times here during this episode. So go back and check out those previous episodes and subscribe to stay tuned for the latest episodes uh, for more updates from Joe and the team at Rosewater. So stay tuned for that. But for this episode, for Joe Piccarilli, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you next time.